Hello and welcome to the Family Leaders Capital Connection. My name is Daniel Sunny. With me is Chuck Curley, Vice President and Chief Counsel. Uh, Chuck, we came back from Mother's Day weekend to find out that our partner and sister organization in Wisconsin mm. had been attacked, that arsonists had broken their windows and thrown Molotov cocktails into their buildings. Fiery bombs. Yes. Designed yep. to burn down the building. Yeah. Uh, well, you've known Jelaine Appling, president there, for a long time. Decades, yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about that organization. Jelaine is a sweet, kind woman. I mean, really, this was a jarring thing. If she was a provocateur, mm -hmm. if she was nasty in any mm -hmm. fashion, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. people return evil for evil. This was not returning evil for evil. This was returning evil toward good. Uh, it, it really was way below the belt. But it does show just the worldview and I would say the depravity. I would say the, the um, philosophy of death that surrounds the abortion issue. This was in retaliation for Jelaine standing up for the sanctity of human life, for caring for little babies. So we are in a war. We've known that. Scriptures say it. Um, we've got to be ready for these things. We've got to love our enemy, not return evil for their evil. Uh, it's fascinating to me, Daniel, the day after this happened, I was in an elders meeting at my church, and the um, topic was 1 Peter chapter 4, which says, mm -hmm. Rejoice when you suffer for doing good. Mm -hmm. So I sent Jelaine a quick message, showed her that scripture, and just prayed for her and encouraged her to to take joy in the fact that she's standing up for something good. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're going to suffer for that, but that's okay. That's part of being a Christ follower. And really encouraged by a statement they put out uh, the day of, I believe, saying that they will not be intimidated, that they're here to stand for life, and that they know how important their mission is. You know, uh, Jelaine is one of 40 or so uh, family policy councils. Mm -hmm. She's a, runs a sister organization to ours. And so this did touch a nerve with all of us around the country. So we would ask your prayers for protection, but also for continued boldness and to not be intimidated. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and in other bad, well, I, this is both good news and bad news, but the U.S. Senate on Wednesday voted on a radical pro-abortion bill. This is right in line with pro-abortion radicalness. Uh, this bill would have legalized abortion all through nine months up to the day of birth. Uh, it would have prohibited any sort of restrictions on um, waiting periods, um, parental consent notification requirements, informed consent requirements, and it even would have um, banned sec uh, uh, states that are making requirements about sex-selective abortion. You can't abort a girl just because she's a girl. Or, or prohibiting partial birth abortion, which is a particularly egregious form where the, the baby's actually partially born and then they crush the skull or, uh, or snip the neck. And uh, it, was, it was shocking to see a bill this extreme come up for a vote. Actually, it's already passed the U.S. House, and to come up for a vote in the Senate was really horrifying. I think it's important for our viewers to know that Representative Cindy Axney did vote for that bill. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is really radical and extreme. There's less than 15% of American citizens that support this radical of abortion on demand mm -hmm. at any time. And yet that seems to be the polarization that's happened. Um, it is sad. It's a sad day in America when the uh, 49 out of 100 senators mm -hmm. voted for that, mm -hmm. uh, ignoring the humanity of the little child and, and the excruciating pain that is felt by babies when they're uh, torn apart in late-term abortion. 
but besides the 49 senators, the United States president, Joe Biden, supported this bill as well. And then, as you said, um, over half of the Iowa or the United States House of Representatives. So it's a sad day when we've come to that. But the good news is it didn't pass. Mm -hmm. And there are a pro-life contingent in the United States that's standing up. Twenty six states out of 50, uh, we think, will have abortion restrictions if this Roe v. Wade case Mm -hmm. is overturned. So pro-life is making progress, but there's still a very dark Mm -hmm. side that we have to... um, combat every day. And and 49, you know, so like Chuck said, the good news is that bill did fail 49 to 51. It was a procedural vote. It's um, It could be brought up for a vote again, but it seems pretty definitive at this point. All the Republicans voted against and Senator Manchin from West Virginia, Democrat, crossed the aisle to also vote against the bill. So, uh, you know, there's some complaints. Oh, the filibuster stopped it. No, there were, there were just not enough votes. The majority of the Senate opposes the bill. Um, so we're thankful for that. But it's a reminder how, how close that is, that elections have consequences. Yes. And it really matters who we're voting for and that the right people get into office. And speaking of elections mattering in less than a month, mm-hmm. right here in Iowa, we will have some very important primary elections. We have um, three pro-abortion Republicans in the Iowa legislature. All the other Republicans, I think there's 92 Republicans, 89 of them are pro-life, but three of them aren't. All three of those have primaries against pro-life opponents. So primaries can make a huge difference um, in whether the Iowa legislature stays pro-life or reverts back to what I would just describe as, as barbarism. That, that little child in her mother's womb, she's a baby. And she sh- shouldn't have her innocent life destroyed through abortion. And we've endorsed in a few of those races. Chuck, can you tell us who we've endorsed? Yeah, we've endorsed representatives um, Dean Fisher and Steve Bradley. They're running against two of the most pro-abortion uh, Republicans left in the state of mm-hmm. Iowa. Um, Dave Maxwell is running against Dean Fisher in the primary. And Dave Maxwell has voted against the Protect Life Amendment, meaning he doesn't want to let uh, we Iowans have a voice in protecting innocent life. He also voted against the heartbeat bill and a late-term abortion ban. He voted mm-hmm. against that, saying that we should ha- have late-term abortions in Iowa. Um, Steve Bradley's opponent is Lee Hine. Lee Hine has also voted against the Protect Life Amendment. Don't give Iowans a voice, uh, a- according to Lee Hine and his vote. Um, don't let the legislature have a voice. Only leave it up to four or five judges on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. So we have strongly supported Dean Fisher, uh, pro-life, life at conception, Steve Bradley, pro-life, life at conception. And so uh, if you have time and energy, we'd encourage you to get engaged in the primaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, those primaries are on June 7th. It's a Tuesday. But early voting actually begins Wednesday, May 18th. Wednesday, May 18th, you can begin early voting. You can find more information on the Iowa Secretary of State's website or by contacting your county auditor. And if you're planning to vote absentee, you need to request your absentee ballot by May 23rd. May 23rd is a Monday, um, so you have about a week and a half maybe to request an absentee ballot if you're planning to vote um, that method. Um, Chuck, we've talked a lot about national politics actually today. Mm -hmm. Uh, What happened at the Capitol this week? Um, here in Iowa, we still have an overtime legislative session. Uh, it's over three weeks past due the time they normally end up, and that's because there's a stalemate between 
the governor and Senate who strongly support more options for parents uh, to educate their children in settings other than just their local public school. Uh, and the House of Representatives that doesn't quite have the 51 votes yet to join the Senate and the governor. So uh, I was on the phone with about a dozen Iowa House uh, Republicans this week and talking through the issues and they're, they're working hard, they're working at compromises, but uh, apparently they haven't come up with something that 51 out of 60 House Republicans will support. By the way, I think it's only fair to say that zero uh, House Democrats support more options for parents either. So uh, if in years past, when I was in the legislature in the 90s, we had a fair amount of crossover, but now it's uh, the parties are getting more and more polarized. So we only look to Republicans for votes, which is sad, but it's just the way it is. So there is an action alert out. Please use that. Please contact your representatives and let them know that uh, more parental choice in education, more uh, transparency in education and curriculum, that that's important to you and, uh, and that you'd like your representatives to advance that bill yet this year. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll keep you updated as we continue in overtime and as uh, we have other major pro-life events. It's going to be a really busy summer for the pro-life movement and an exciting one. So please stay tuned. Um, please share this with friends and family who might be interested. Uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a project of the Family Leader and the Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.